G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. If you don't want to live in anxiety, fear and worry, put the matter in God's hands. Pastor Greg Laurie points out that God invites us to cast our cares on Him. He's more than capable of handling them, and He assures us that He cares. So at night when you're going to bed, you say, Well, Lord, here's this problem, here's that problem, and there's five more. Here you go. I'm going to sleep. I'll talk to you in the morning. That's exactly what you should do. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Worry can burn through our minds like a bushfire. It consumes our sense of peace and well-being, our emotional equilibrium and passion, our entire outlook on the day. So what extinguishes that fire that tries to burn through our serenity? Today, on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie answers that question. We'll see that prayer can keep us from worry. But we have to have perseverance because worry can keep us from prayer. Glad you've joined us today for a very practical study. Why don't you grab your Bibles and turn to two passages today. They're going to be Matthew chapter 6 and Philippians chapter 4. Matthew 6, Philippians 4. This is part three of a three-part series that we're calling God's Answer to Fear, Worry, and Anxiety. You know, worry does not make life longer. It just makes it more miserable. And I would add this, worry does not resolve problems. It simply creates new ones. Matthew 6, look at verse 27. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? How many of you through worry and anxiety can extend the length of your life? Answer, no one. In fact, worry may actually shorten your life or at least make it more miserable. I have a friend who's a doctor who heard my message last Sunday and came up to me and said, you know, Greg, you were talking about how medical scientists and others have said that worry and anxiety can shorten your life. And he said, there's actually a condition for that and it's called broken heart syndrome. And I'd never heard about that before. And it's also known as octopus heart, of all things, because it affects the shape of the heart. What happens is sudden bad news can cause fear, fright, or anxiety. It takes hold of you and the tip of your heart enlarges immediately and it results in chest pain, depression, heart failure, and even death. So sudden bad news, maybe the sudden death of a loved one, maybe a car accident, maybe some other traumatic event that happened to you. Interestingly, I read that one of the things that can also cause this is public speaking. So for some, 
It, it could be a terrifying thing. But whatever it is that frightens you, it, it overwhelms you at that very moment. And so worry does not lengthen your life. It can actually shorten your life. Worry is an indication of a lack of faith. Look here at Matthew chapter 6 verse 30. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, He will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Notice Jesus did not say you have no faith. He said you have little faith. And because some are weak spiritually or have little faith, they're prone to worry and anxiety. They're always stressed out. They're always worried. They're always defeated. They're sort of like those little chihuahuas. Have you ever seen a chill chihuahua? They're always shaking, 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 you know. They're just perpetually nervous. Why? Because they know I just look like a rat. And no one loves me. They even know cats are better than me. I'm like, I don't know. Always shaking. But some people are that way, aren't they? Oh, what if this happens? What if that happens? And what if that happens after this happens? And, and they work themselves up into these frenzies. And you can control that. You don't have to live that way. It's because your faith is small. So make your faith big. Make your faith stronger. You say, well, how do you do that? You grow in faith by what you're doing right now. Studying and believing the Word of God. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. When I listen to God's Word, it puts everything in perspective. I see God for who He is. I see life with all of its challenges for what it is. I see everything as I ought to see it. Okay, so don't worry. I got that. What should I do instead of worry? Trade your worry for worship. Put God and His Word first in your life. Now here's a very familiar verse. Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Well what does that mean? To seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. To seek first means to seek it principally above everything else. Give it priority. Have you ever lost something? Let me put it another way. Have you misplaced your cell phone? That's kind of a big deal, isn't it? So the other day I was driving with my wife. I said, where's my cell phone? She said, I don't know. I said, for that matter, where's my wallet? Oh no, I've lost my cell phone and my wallet. Well, we used the find my phone feature. And boy, sure enough, boom, it just showed up in a certain spot. So we're driving along. It's along the road, like uh, almost a highway. And we're driving along. Kathy says, it's a little further. It's a little further. Stop right now. Look. And there it was. It had bounced a few times. My phone right next to it. My wallet with my credit cards laying on the ground. We scooped them all up. Gave thanks to God. And, uh, and, and on we went. But you know, we sought it out. You know, we were going to find it no matter what. And this is the idea. Put God's kingdom first. Don't give up on this. Seek it above all things. Listen, if you don't want to live in anxiety, fear, and worry, put the matter in God's hands. I like what Martin Luther said, quote, pray and let God worry. That's good, isn't it? Do you think God worries? I don't. 
So at night when you're going to bed, you say, well, Lord, here's this problem, here's that problem, and there's five more. Here you go. I'm going to sleep. I'll talk to you in the morning. That's exactly what you should do. It's in God's hands. Place it in God's hands. See, often we turn to people for help, and we forget that we need to turn to the Lord for help. Now notice this. Paul says that we should turn these things over to God because He is in control and He is the one that wants to help us with these issues. Now let's flip over to Philippians chapter 4. And our next point is turn your panic into prayer. Turn your panic into prayer so the next time you're tempted to worry, pray instead. Look at Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Maybe underline that. Let your request be made known to God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. So you put it in God's hands. Pastor Greg Laurie, the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA, sharing a message called God's Answer to Fear, Anxiety and Worry. Glad you've joined us today for this very practical study. Let's continue. Here's my last point. Replace thoughts of anxiety, worry and panic with godly thoughts. Replace thoughts of anxiety, worry and panic with godly thoughts. Look at Philippians 4 verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just and pure and lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Listen. Maintaining personal peace involves both the heart and the mind. Isaiah 26, 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Why do thoughts matter? Because what we think about ultimately affects what we do. Proverbs 23, 7 says, As a man thinks, so is he. Guard your mind, people. Protect your mind. Think about what you're going to put in there. Think about this thing that I'm going to watch right now on Netflix. Think about this thing that I'm going to download and listen to. Think about this place I'm going to go. Think about this thing I'm about to do. Is this going to build me up or tear me down spiritually? Think about that thing that I'm going to put in my mind because it's going to affect me ultimately in my actions. And so we need to think about godly things more. And we need to think biblically. Second uh, Corinthians 10.5 says, Bring every thought into captivity of the obedience of Jesus Christ. Memorize Scripture. Fill your mind with the Word of God. And it will be there to strengthen you in your time of need. These promises are amazing. Everybody has trouble in life. The rain falls, the Bible says, on the just and the unjust. Uh, Non-believers have tragedies happen to them and tragedies happen to Christians as well. Christians get cancer. Christians die in automobile accidents. 
Christians lose loved ones unexpectedly. Christians face every kind of hardship. But here's the difference. The non-believer, what do they have to turn to? We have God to turn to. And He wants to hear our prayer and will help us in our time of need. It's so wonderful to know. My doctor friend who told me about that broken heart syndrome said, I was listening to your message today and I just thought I wish I could say to more of my patients, when bad news comes, when hardship comes, call out to God. See, that's what we can do. We can call out to God, Lord, here's my problem. It's bigger than me. I don't know what to do. It's scary. I'm afraid. But you're greater and you're bigger and you love me. So here it is. And I throw it right up to heaven. And he takes it from me. Because what did Jesus say? Come to me, all of you who are laboring and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He wants to take your problem. I don't know about you, but when I travel, I always overpack. And I don't like to check my luggage. I like to go carry on. Which means I am that obnoxious guy trying to cram my bag into the overhead of the plane, right? I always put too much in it. It's always a little too big. So sometimes if I'm walking along with some heavy bag and someone says, let me give you a hand with that, I'll say, well, thank you very much. <laughs> so here we are in life, pulling all these problems behind us, all of these burdens, and along comes Jesus and says, let me help you with that. Oh, I can do it myself. Really? I'll carry the whole lot for you. Give it to them. What are you facing right now? What burden have you come in with today? What is troubling you? Something's concerning you, some anxiety, some fear, commit it to the Lord. And listen, if you're not a Christian, you need to be. Why? Because these promises are for believers only. Only the man or the woman who's put their faith in Jesus. You say, well, what does that even mean? I think I'm a Christian. I come from a Christian family. That doesn't make you a Christian. There has to be a moment in your life where you realize you're a sinner in need of a Savior. Let me put it another way. Talking about the beach. If you're out on the ocean and you're drowning and you see a lifeguard, you need to cry out for help. And Jesus is ready to rescue you. He's ready to save you. And I love the fact that the Bible uses the word saved a lot. By grace we've been saved through faith. Not of works lest any man should boast. Saved. That's what God wants to do. He wants to save you from your sins. Forgive you of all the awful things you've done. And wipe your slate clean. And give you a fresh life. A new life. But you must come to Him. And admit your sin. And be sorry for it. And then put your faith in Jesus. And throw all of your burdens on Him. I'll close with this. I remember as a young man when I came to Christ. I was 17 years old. This was 10 years ago. <laughs> and a few more years. Um, I went forward at a meeting and I prayed a prayer with Christians and asked Jesus into my life. I really didn't know what I was doing. But I do remember this very distinctly. I remember I felt as though a huge weight had been lifted off of me. Now what kind of a weight could a 17 year old be carrying? Well I guess a pretty heavy one. Because it was like lifted off of me. It was my guilt. It was my sin. It was all the things that I had done wrong that I guess I had grown so accustomed to. I didn't even know it was there. 
I just carried it around every day, that weight of sin. And when I prayed, it was like relief. The pressure was lifted. The sin was removed. And God can do that for you today. Jesus died on that cross and He rose again from the dead. And He stands now at the door of your life and He knocks. And if you will hear His voice and open the door, He'll come in. Do you need Jesus in your life? In a moment we're going to pray and I'll extend an invitation for anyone here that wants their sin forgiven. That wants the burdens of life lifted. That wants a fresh start. It can happen for you right here, right now. Let's all bow our heads and pray. Father, speak to every person here and every person that is watching and listening wherever they are. Show them their need for Jesus and help them to come to you and believe today we pray. Amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer about coming to the Lord to find forgiveness of sin. And if you'd like to respond today and know the Lord personally, Pastor Greg would like to help you right now. Listen, if you would like Jesus Christ to come into your life right now, if you would like your sin forgiven, if you would like a new start in life, I'd like to lead you in a prayer where you would ask for God's forgiveness. So I'm going to ask you to just stop what you're doing right now and bow your head and pray this prayer with me if you want to make a commitment, a recommitment to Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I know that I'm a sinner. And I thank you for dying on that cross for my sin and paying the price for it and rising again from the dead. I turn from that sin now and I make a choice to follow you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for calling me and forgiving me and receiving me and loving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. And if you've just prayed those words with Pastor Greg and you meant them sincerely, Know that the Lord has heard you and forgiven you of your sin. We want to welcome you into the family of God. We'd love to send you some follow-up materials as you begin this new life of faith. Just ask for our New Believers Growth Packet when you call us on 1-800-00-5011. Well, next time, Pastor Greg brings a timely look at the importance of seeing revival in our time. More importantly, the part that we can play in making it a reality. Be sure to join us next time right here on A New Beginning. Now for a copy of today's full message from Pastor Greg, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called God's Answer to Fear, Anxiety and Worry. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.